Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and today's episode is one part of an 11-part series that I'll be releasing between June 5th and June 7th called the Paradise Pack Sessions. So if you're listening to this and you want more, there's plenty of other ones that just came out as well. So what are the Paradise Pack Sessions? On June 3rd, I was lucky enough to co-host an incredible event that we called the Paradise Pack Livecast Party. It was a six-hour live streaming video session that we broadcast on Google Hangouts and on YouTube, which some of you may have attended, in which I interviewed 11 of the world's foremost experts on travel, location independence, and lifestyle entrepreneurship. We had hundreds of people tune in from all over the world. Some of the contributors and people who got interviewed came from Armenia, from Australia, all over the US. And we not only got to pick the brains of these people, but we also got to ask them some of the questions that viewers submitted. And no, during that entire six-hour time that I was on there live streaming, I did not go to the bathroom. I don't know how I pulled that off, but it worked. And we loved it so much. We had so much fun, and there was so much amazing content that we decided to pull out the audio, make it into a podcast series so that you could listen to it in case that you missed the actual event. So each and every one of these guests is a contributor to this year's Paradise Pack, and the combined value of the Paradise Pack is over 2000 We have gotten people to put in the best resources around the world that are going to help you live, travel, and work anywhere in the world. So if you haven't got your Paradise Pack yet, the sale ends on Sunday, June 7th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. And once it's gone, it is gone forever. You will never get the chance to get this Paradise Pack again. So please, if you're listening to this while driving or you're at the gym or you're doing something where you can't purchase it right away, make sure to quickly stop right now, set an alarm to remind yourself. I don't want anyone who is interested to miss out on this incredible group of resources. I am very proud of this. I'm proud to say that this is one of the best things that I've ever helped create. But once the clock strikes midnight on June 7th, it is gone. So again, set an alarm on your phone, or if you can, head to theparadisepack.com right now. Check it out. Pick up your copy. All right. Enjoy the show. We are on. We are on. So, guys, we're flipping the uh, script a little bit. Natalie Sisson from Suitcase Entrepreneur is supposed to come on now. She's in London. She had a meetup. So, we're hoping she comes on um, in a little bit. She might be Skyping in. But we are bringing you Sean Keener, founder of Boots and All, also the one who wrote about family travel. We've gotten a lot of questions about family travel and stuff like that, Sean, over the last however long. It's been four hours or so. Cool, cool. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I kind of want you to start, but just kind of giving people the background because you're a huge proponent of independent travel. One of the things that we talk at length about that we do and that's in the Paris pack. So tell people why you love independent travel so much and these, these long-term travel plans. Cool. Well, thanks. Thanks, Trav. Hi, hello, Jason. Good hey. to hang out with you guys. I've been listening uh, off and on today and, and I'm learning a lot too, you know, so what you guys are doing is, is adding value to, to my life as well. I just want to let everybody know out there. I actually bought the paradise pack cause there's a lot of things in there. I think that, you know, I, even though we contributed to it, uh, you know, there's so many things in there that are, are helpful. And I just, I I've spent, 
I don't know, $10,000, $20,000, $100,000 in my life on informational products like this. And it always makes sense for me. Always makes sense. So I'm, just, I'm, th- I'm thankful for you guys doing this because it's, it, there's so much value there. It's, it's almost, it's really a no-brainer. I mean, yeah, it, I mean just, that. We feel the same that was way. our pricing strategy. Try yeah, it's just it's like anyone who wants it can get it and make it a no-brainer. Yeah. And it, it, yeah. it's that it's only going to take a few little things in your life or tactics or strategies to 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 make it worthwhile for you. You know, one hundred ninety-seven dollars is it's easy to get that sort of value. So I just want to thank you guys for doing that. But you know, you know, why do I love long-term travel? Why do I love career breaks? Why do I love location independence? Why do I love all the things that, that, that are, you know, things like in this, pa- in this paradise pack, it, it starts with, it, it makes the world a better place. People that do long-term travel, people that do gap years, people that study abroad and get away from home are just, I would, I, this is a bad way of saying it, but they're, they're just cooler people because they're, you know, once you've gone and left home, you don't want to go to war as much. <laughs> you realize the futility of some of the, the ideas and concepts that you, that you grew up with. I grew up in Chicago, and I thought the world was the Cubs, the Bears, the Bulls, and the Blackhawks. <laughs> and when I left and realized that, oh, my God, I don't have to wait till I'm 65 to travel, it blew my mind. And it just, it got me so excited because I thought the path was get a job. And if you get two weeks vacation in a row, you're super duper lucky. And of course, the world we live in today is so much different from back then, Trav and Jason. I mean, location independence, all the different opportunities to connect peer to peer, just like we are right now. And in so many other ways, it's just, it's just, it's mind boggling. So, you know, for us at Boots and All, me personally, I'm just so purpose driven. I want to see a gap year on every resume, a sabbatical on every resume, and around the world trip on every resume. Because to me, it's as important as a university education. <laughs> and it why can't it be as ubiquitous as university education? Yeah, why maybe not? more important in some ways, you know? Well, guys like us probably think that. Um, yeah. It's a little bit radical, though, to tell that to some people. And they might get scared, like, come on, that's a glory trip. And parts of it might be, but so that's kind of a little bit of the background. And I'm just stoked to be here with you guys. You guys are, I'm just, like I said, how, when's the bathroom breaks going to happen for you guys? Uh, I don't know. I'm really <laughs> impressed with Travis's stamina here. I, uh, I will say as a travel experience though, going back to Chicago roots, a day game at Wrigley is something oh, yeah. that can't be beat. And at least in the baseball sphere of things, it's really an amazing experience. Totally. Totally. So it's so fun. I mean, I haven't been in a while, uh, but uh, it is so fun. I, I actually went to game seven of the, the, Nat, the, what, the Cubs when they lost to go to the World Series in 2003. So at this point in my life, I don't really care about the players so much anymore. I care about the people. And that's what this sort of travel does. It connects you with people and you realize the governments and they're always barking at each other and all this stuff. The people are, you know, in many ways like us. They love their family. They're trying to put rice and beans on the table. And I just, every time I go, I just, it, it, after a while, it's not about the mountains. It's not about the Eiffel Tower. It's not about the ocean. It's about the people. So, yeah, do you think yeah. this uh, lifestyle is more accessible than it ever has been? Because you've been traveling for a long time. Uh, obviously, yeah, one of the first people to start 
a, a travel website that took off, you know, in the back when I was probably yeah. in diapers. I don't know. No, yeah, we started in 98. Kidding, but, we started yeah, in 1998. Yeah. Not in diapers then. I would have been 15. Yeah. I hope wow. not. Wow. Um, yeah. I was on Boots and All in the late 90s. I was okay. a fan. I was on it. I've cool. been a fan for a long time. So you, I can't, I'm actually quite blown away. We're actually speaking yeah. to you right now. No, so, let's, yeah, talk the about feelings how it mutual. How has it changed? Oh, it's so many ways. I mean, I mean, I remember thinking there will be Wi-Fi. I remember that because we had three 56K connections at our office and we would share who would connect so we can upload photos. And I remember thinking, they're talking about this thing called Wi-Fi. I'm pretty sure by the time I'm 30, there'll be Wi-Fi. And there was. <laughs> and just, you know, that kind of opened up the ideas and broadband and so on. And just, you know, what we're seeing today, what you guys are, you know, built with the paradise pack and location independence and stuff like that. I mean, I think we're just at the beginning. Yeah. Re- realistically, it might feel like, you know, it's been around, you know, Tim Ferriss in many ways kind of opened up. It feels like he brought, he brought uh, shined a light on this idea. At least, you know, he brought a lot more to it. So I think who knows what's going to happen, but I think it's just going to become more and more boots and all, you know, we're a virtual company. We have people all over the United States, Europe, Australasia, uh, Mediterranean. And, you know, this is what we do all day, every day. So, you know, I, I sometimes forget that I haven't, you know, had a hug from my colleagues because, you know, we're drinking coffee. If I have a zit, they can see it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that's, it's really amazing. What I really liked about Sherry coming on too, and what I've really learned from last year's Paradise Pack, and especially this year's Paradise Pack, as it gets bigger and there's more people getting it, more people hearing about it, is that it really isn't a one-size-fits-all at all. Like I imagined that people would get the Paradise Pack or people like me. Hey, you're, you're starting being location independent or you want to, you're people like me five years ago, I wanted to do it. What we found is that it's all ages, it's it's male, it's female, it's people who are traveling, it's people who will just want more time with their families and they, they're going to work from home, like Adam who came on from Boots and All earlier. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's about giving you back freedom in whatever way that means to you. And I don't think I understood that when I launched the Paradise Pack. I just thought it was like, hey, here's how you're going to travel and start a business. It's not really all about that. It's about everything else that goes around with that. Totally, totally. Just like travel kind of open my eyes. And I think most people, especially when you, you go away for longer than a few weeks and you slow down a little bit, you realize that my way is not the only way. <laughs> kind of like Trav just said, oh, everybody's going to use it like I used it. I mean, that's one way, but there's an, probably an infinite number of ways to apply the lessons and the educational resources inside the Paradise Pack to your life. And my guess is a listener this year could probably by next year, be in the Paradise Pack is my guess. I mean, it's probably oh, yeah, that was my goal. I we talked it's to someone the other day, and I said, make it happen. Like, make a product that's so good that we're going to put it in the Paradise Pack, and you did it in a year. That would be yeah. absolutely amazing. It's very possible. And just hearing like Sean Ogle talk this morning about just just start, just try, just do something. You don't have to figure it all out. It's just do something with you know. I would say do it with some good intentions and, and, and just fail forward. Try. Don't be afraid to fail. Yeah, you bring up a great, yeah, it's, it, you could be an artist that 
uh, is a painter or something and you could take some of the principles that we're teaching and, and use that to get your art out to a wider audience. I think, um, as, as an example, you know, there's so many different ways to utilize these things. Like you said, putting your own spin on it, uh, putting your own creative spin on it. I would say it's, uh, they were just providing the framework and the tools and, yeah. I mean, I, I, we wanted to ask you a little bit about, I think, sure. travel with family. I think sure. this is a really interesting question for you because you spent so many years traveling. I don't know if you did a lot of solo travel or how you did it. And then obviously you're very sure. passionate about helping others travel. Uh, how has it changed? Uh, what does it feel like now traveling with, with family? Especially young ones. Totally, totally. And for the folks that don't know, I have a, a five-year-old son and identical twin daughters who are two. And yeah. I'm happily divorced. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, a lot's happened in the past five years. I was lucky enough to make uh, three children and, you know, the mother of the children's fantastic too. So we did do some traveling with all three children when we were together and I've done some, some traveling with them since. Um, it's, I think Adam uh, Sepper hit on it. It's definitely, it's a lot more work, but it's extremely rewarding. For example, uh, two of my colleagues at Airtrex, uh, they are going on a sabbatical with their two children starting here in about two months for a year. And their children are eight and 10. And the, not, but not about two months ago, I was on a hangout just like this talking to them because they, you know, they're, they're sales folks. They go, Sean, we're thinking about doing a sabbatical. I could tell they were a little bit scared. And they go, yes, <laughs> yes. Because, you know, they traveled around the world together and fell in love 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. They've been selling the product for 10, 15 years, and now they're ready to do it with their children. And I, and I'm just, I couldn't be happier because this is, I mean, it, you want to, you, you almost have to keep doing it. You can't stop uh, because the world is a lot different today than it was 10, 15 years ago. And of course, they have their children and they're going to do a little bit of homeschooling along the way. But of course, the kids are going to come back, I mean, with, I have not heard of one customer that has come back from a trip and between air tricks and boots and all, we've easily had about 200,000 people do some long-term travel, which will, which I'll define as three weeks or more. It can be as short as three weeks. You know, usually it's longer, but not everybody goes for a year. Sometimes a month or two feels big and whatever's good for you. Good for you is what I say. So uh, yeah, I mean, the kids are going to come back with a perspective. I mean, did you guys travel like that when you were eight and 10 years old? I know. Uh, Not even close. I went down yeah. to Disney World and that was yeah. fun, but that totally. was totally. Yeah, but it's just, I mean, to make friends around the world and understand that your way is not the only way at a younger age. I mean, that's a tool set that I think leverages itself even more as decades pass. So, you know, yeah, and I think, go ahead. yeah one of the benefits I think of long term travel specifically is that you get past that vacation mode, you know, you get to a point where like maybe you have an off day or something like that. And then it's less traveling and more just your life, but on the road, totally. which I think brings a whole other perspective to travel because you start, you know, you can tend to go behind the rose tinted glasses. Uh, but when you take those off, you're traveling long-term, you can't help but avoid some of the realities of, uh, of, of places and that can't help but change you. Uh, I was just curious you have built your life around travel because you're so passionate about it. Is that, was there a moment during your travels where like you decided this is like my thing, this is what I want to help people do. There were a few moments. It, it wasn't one. Uh, I do remember this, the time that 
20, it's got to be close to 20 years ago, 19 years ago now, I was on a boat in the Greek islands going from one island to another. I don't remember where, but I had been on the road for two, three months. And I started to just think, wow, three months ago, I was back in Chicago selling life insurance. Now I'm here. And I started thinking, I could probably do whatever I want. <laughs> you know, the, the idea of, I got to work, I got to do this. You know, I just started going, you know, because sometimes slowing down allows you to laser the focus and go, I can do anything. And it, I mean, the, <laughs> we can, I mean, I can just quit right now and go say, I want to be a lawyer or I want to go be a monk in a Hindu monastery or whatever. I can do whatever. I, I want to I mean, hop on a six hour live cast because right, I can. Right. And I don't want to go to the bathroom and just camel it up with my beard. <laughs> <laughs> we know your, 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 your hydrations in the beard is my guess. It's the powers in the beard, my friend. It's I, like I've Samson. actually seen it get longer during yeah. this live cast. <laughs> I'm so impressed by you guys. You're, you still seem fresh, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so exciting to bring oh, people on yeah, who yeah. all just are so passionate and want to have done it, have failed, have done it yeah. again, have succeeded, and just want to help other people do it. And that's the the biggest takeaway I've had from putting this together for the past two years is like, no matter who you are, you've always started somewhere and it's always been at the bottom, right? And you've worked your way up and people have helped you there. And that's why it's so cool to see people who have succeeded be so giving with their time and their resources and their energy, because we all get it. We all say like, yeah, I don't know exactly what I'm doing all the time. I might've succeeded in someone's eyes and failed in someone else's eyes, but everyone's willing to help each other up. And that's what I think we talked about this location independent community growing. And we see it, you know, in, in five years, 50% of people probably won't even go into an office. So it's only going to get larger and it's only going to help the more people who buy into it and help each other do it. Big time, big time. I mean, it's, it, it seems to have a lot of, uh, benefits that I was not even aware of. Kind of like you said earlier, Travis, one of my colleagues, Rial, uh, suggested to me, he's a very analytical person. He said, Sean, working from home is worth $17,000 a year in income to me. And I said, what? I said, cool. <laughs> but he, he calculated how he values his time, how much money he would spend on clothes per year, how much time he would spend on commuting, which he in turn uses for his fitness, time with his daughter, and things like that. So he said to him, it's worth that much. So there's ancillary benefits, potentially, depending on the sort of person you are, that location independence and things like this can bring to your lifestyle. So yeah, it's just fantastic. It is funny because I met Rial. He's very analytical. It's funny because we all think in this mindset, like it's worth it for the freedom and that and and there's no monetary value to it. it freedom is priceless you know we could say that um but it's funny that he calculated yeah i'm going to spend this much commuting and this much on clothes because you're right there is a lot to it versus just the abstract yeah my life's going to be better because i get to do what i want type stuff yeah yeah and i, I think i heard sean ogle say this morning you know it's not all perfect right you know we, we, there's, there's adjustments along the way when you're setting up an office on your own, it might feel like, oh, shucks, my, my, my employer used to pay for all this. Now you're like, okay, lifestyle design. How am I going to invest in myself? And you have to start thinking, you know, I heard uh, you, Jason say, you know, I was hunched over a bed for three months. I mean, that, that part might not be as good and there are barriers, but there's something about that feeling of freedom. Yeah. It, you can push through 
those sorts of things. And, you know, even though everybody at the Boots and All Travel Network, which is also Air Tricks, they can, I said, I tell them, go wherever you want, you know, do what you want to do. You want to work out at 10 a.m., do it. You want to go grocery shopping at noon, do it. Because they're going to, happier people are, it's better to work with them. <laughs> you ever yeah, work with a miserable it's person? It's no fun. Right. I mean, I think, you know, your work, of course, at Boots and All and, all of the other contributors in the Paradise Pack, really uh, the intentions heart forward, you know, to help other people. And when you are working from that intention, I think it's, uh, it's an amazing thing because people are going to want to do a better job for you, right? You're like, hey, we, I want this person to succeed. You want them to do the things they want to do. And I mean, I think that's what the Paradise Pack is all about is just providing the, the tools for people to do that. I- interesting question here for you, Sean, because you are the... Uh, you know, you're a running boots and all. So you are an employer as well. And you as an employer have said, I want my people to work around the world. I want them to create their own lifestyle. You know, and people who get to work for you are lucky because of that. If someone, it, there's a lot of people on the live chat who are saying, I need a career break. I work, I'm employed, this and that. One of the things we're trying to get people to understand too is you might want to approach your employer and say, hey, is it possible that I go away for two weeks and I'll still work? And, you know, I think Tim Ferriss talks a lot about it of going and saying, Hey, you know, present them with this, then go do it, show them afterwards. And once you kind of give them that, Hey, I was able to work and it worked and maybe I got more work done. Maybe then you push out. Is that something that you would recommend? Because now we're seeing it from an employer's perspective. Totally. I mean, well, my, my answer to your question is the same to all of these sorts of questions. The worst thing they can say is no. At least that's what I think. I suppose you can get fired, but do you really want to work for someone that would fire you over that question? I don't know. You know I, I don't know everybody's, but I will say this. If you want me to pitch your boss on why they should have this, I'm happy to do that. Uh, Sherry and I are, you know, feel like we need to help companies get more sabbatical programs into and career break programs into their company, HR department, whatever. I don't really know big companies, but... Uh, I think people that come back from them, they're going to come back not only revitalized, but with a, a, a new perspective. And you, you could probably have a happy, a happy employee. And this is a fact. They've studied it now. Some Harvard guy, Sean Anker, uh, I can't think of the happiness project or something happiness, has figured out that happier people are like 28% on average more productive. So it's, it's science now. It's not just you know, <laughs> old books from Zig Ziglar. It, it really is. It, it makes a difference. So uh, that, that's what I would say to some of the people in the, in the chat. I mean, ask, ask me to pitch them, ask other people to pitch them. We're saying, you know, discussions are good and maybe we'll learn something. Maybe in some companies, it's not a good idea. I don't know. You know, I can't say it's for everyone. I am 100% on board. I'm sure Travis is with this whole idea of uh, let's make this a movement, right? Like let's make this somehow a requirement or put it in the culture. Mm-hmm. Hey man, if you're leading the charge, let us know how we can help because we are 110% into it. Cool. Well, uh, we are starting something called the Travel Access Project, which it's a nonprofit that's associated with Boots and All. And we will be, the goal of this nonprofit is the same as Boots and All except it's a nonprofit part. It's just to get people to get a career break or a gap year on every resume because it just makes the world a better place. So we're, we're just in the infantile stages of that, but I will reach out to both of you, Trav and Jason. I appreciate you even just offering, Hey, how can we help? You know, cause I think it's, it's all about evangelizing it together 
And, yeah. you know, I think about it, you know, one day, us three, we're going to be dead. And on my deathbed, I want to feel like, hey, maybe, maybe a few people got some value out of something that I did. Yeah. If it's just, even if it's just a few people. And that feels good, you know, versus, you know, I'm not, I'm not working for Lockheed Martin building drones and bombs. So not that, you know, I don't, I don't I'm not trying to be political. I don't even follow politics anymore. because it's, it's all just wah, 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 wah. No, I feel the same way, man. I mean, it's, you want to have that feeling of you contributed something, you know, totally, and yeah. it's travel. I, I agree. Couldn't agree more. I mean, travel really can't help but change you. It's impossible for it not to change you in some way, particularly long, long-term travel. And yeah, I just think it's, uh, it's something if we can get it out there and get people doing it and make, making it more accessible. I mean, that's all of our mission here yeah. collectively. Yeah. I think. yeah. And it's, you know, we're, we're building on the shoulders of, of others too, folks like Rolf Potts, yeah. Tony Wheeler, and, and people from decades and you know, almost a generation ago that you know, people have been long-term traveling even you know, well before us. So, but it's just, I think the, the internet and a lot of this location independent stuff is making it seem more accessible. And of course the cost, I mean, it is cheaper to travel around the world than it is to live in most parts of the United States. As Nomadic Matt says in his book, he says, what, 18 grand a year. We, our calculation is right about there. We say about yeah. 18 to 24 grand a year. Where can you live in the United States on 20 grand a year? Yeah, where would there you might be some places. There's some. Where places. would you want to live in the United States? For I mean, you, there are some places, right? I mean, but it's. I mean, a lot of people on the coasts. You're in San Francisco, Seattle, New York. I mean, maybe you are if you're renting a room. I'm not saying that, but it's just, and you can live better, like you guys were saying. You know, a thousand bucks a month goes a lot farther in other parts of the globe and allows you to slow down and maybe learn some of these skills that Ogle. Sis, Sisson, Brian Moran, all these guys are teaching to start building a new skill set to go, wait a minute, I have some time. Let me do, I don't, because if you're working for them, you know, someone that you, you don't like might not be able to do that. I'm going to talking a little bit too much. Sorry, guys. Well, I think it's, no, we, we talked about wanting to leave a mark and we've even said, you know, with the Paradise Pack, that is our, it's our chance to leave a mark to help people out personally to say, here is everything that we know. We picked it from experts and that, and you know, we, I've had most of them come on. I think that shows how awesome of people they are who are in it that they've all decided, hey, I'm going to take time out of my day on the middle of a Wednesday and come on to this thing. And we've even said, you know, if we could have one person change their life, that'd be enough. Now, luckily, there's a lot more people who have got the paradise back. We're super happy about that, of course. And they're streaming in. But it's it's the idea that we want to create something that's going to help other people. And, and that's what we're trying to do. And I think that's what everyone who's come on is trying to do in their own product, service, whatever it is, we've just been fortunate enough to say, hey, why don't we bundle together for seven days and really just say, here it is, go for it. This is the jump start that you need. I mean, like I told you guys, I, mean, I bought it. You know, I mean, that's how valuable. I mean, I put my own cash up because it's totally worth it. And I'm already just just reading through the different lesson plans and some of these, like, there's lessons for me to learn. And I've been in this industry for 18 years. It's a constant process of learning a continuous cycle of improvement. So, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, we're thankful for you guys over at Boots and All because we, we've been talking about the bonus here. Um, and there's been questions that keep popping up from new people coming on. Sure. So during the live cast, guys, we're giving away two bonuses. So we're giving away Emily's Adventurous Entrepreneur video series, which if you like these... 
Um, you know, we're just sitting down talking to people for about 20 minutes. She goes in depth with people who are here, Sean Ogle, myself, um, Jesse Krieger is on. So it's an hour long for each person, 24, uh, 25 hours of video. And then Boots and All was nice enough to put in there around the world airfare report, which I know you had a hand in creating. Adam had a hand in creating. So those are the two bonuses. If you buy now during the live cast, you're going to get both of them. If you wait till after live cast, you're not going to get Emily's part. So if you like what you hear, it really is a no brainer. I think right now, especially with those bonuses in there. Yeah, Bootsandall.com, no better resource for long-term travel. There really isn't. I mean, I, like I said, I've been a, a fan following the site for a very long time. And, you know, even back when there wasn't, it, it was hard to find information on that. So I just want to say, you know, personal thank you for, um, you know, helping me along the way as well as I, as I was on my nomadic journey. Oh, we got Kai joining us. Hey, oh, Kai. Hey, Kai. Sean, is it okay to keep you on for just totally. a little bit? Yeah, let's um, rock and roll. We'll stay a little bit longer. Natalie is coming from London. She might come on. She might not. We haven't heard back from her, but I wanted to touch on family travels. That's perfect that Kai jumped in the room because there's been questions here about the family travel side. And one of them was about schooling. And I know Kai is getting to the age where he's going to be going to school. And what are your thoughts? And Jen, Jennifer Miller has written a ton about this on Boots and All. Yeah. But how do people who want to travel long term, what are some of the ways that they deal with schooling? Because you've seen a lot of that kind of stuff come up and you're going to have to deal with it too as well in your own life. Totally. So, well, it depends. You know, each parent has to make that decision. Uh, it depends on what country you're from. You know, where let's say in America, a lot of people want to keep their child in the grade that they're going to be in. Hi. So there might be some, uh, there's some requirements and testing you might have to do. So my colleagues who are going, are going to be doing some homeschooling along the way to keep their child at that level or above. One of the things that Jen taught me, Jen Miller, about homeschooling on the road, because I, I said, God, that must be so much work. She said, Sean, when they're younger, it is. So in the kind of five to eight year old it is. But once they get eight or nine, the, I mean, the ratio for Jen was one to four. So the kids were motivated and they got their work done almost always by noon because they're not, you know, when you're in a class with 30 people, sometimes you're waiting for the slowest person to catch up. Mm. So sometimes we, we have this feeling that, you know, form, the, the educational system is the best we have. I mean, there's a book that Seth Godin put out called Stop Stealing Dreams. Have you guys read that? Haven't read that one. It's a I free know. one. Go ahead and Google it. And for the people in the chat room, Kai, you want to, why don't you get some water, pal? Right, Kai, that you. looks good. I'm getting hungry. It's yeah. been like five and a half hours here, man. <laughs> I knew I wouldn't be able to uh, keep him out the whole time. He was planting in the, in the backyard with my uh, daddy's helper. Uh, we're doing our garden for the summer, but this book called Stop Stealing Dreams. And it talks about the educational system in the Western world that was built about a hundred years ago. And I thought Seth, for, I think most people know Seth Godin. He's a deep thinker. Eh? And he really builds the case for the school system was built to produce robots, you know, people that follow directions and can work in factories and <laughs> produce widgets. Of course, the, the world we live in today, I mean, do you want to work in a factory? I mean, some, I don't want to, but it's just, it's not rewarded as much as it used to be. Keep in mind, you know, a lot of manufacturing used to be in, in America. Now, where is it? It's in other places around the globe. So that's one thing. Another, another movie that would be interesting, I think it's on Netflix right now for people that are thinking about this lifestyle. Have you guys heard of the movie A Map for Saturday? No. I've heard of it. I haven't Brooke seen it. Brooke Silva Braga. He put it out in, I think, 05, 06, 07. 
he, he was at HBO. He did a trip and kind of produced a beautifully beautiful movie about his one year of long-term travel. It's called a map for Saturday. So if you Google that and, or if you have a Netflix account, I think I saw it on there in the past few months, you can watch that just to give yourself some more ideas about this, the, these sorts of choices and how it might affect your life or your, your children's life. Yeah. What's been your, uh, your biggest challenge uh, in terms of long-term travel or what was something where you felt like it was, uh, it was a bit of a struggle? I think growing up in Chicago, uh, I didn't know anyone that did it. Yeah. So that was pr- the hardest part was just going the first time. Now that I've done it, it almost seems like a no brainer. Not, you know, why wouldn't you do it? Much like the paradise pack. It's just, it's something that people on their deathbed don't regret doing. Yeah. They just don't. I mean, what it's, it's so once you get away from home and see how the rest of the world works and even, and there's hard times, right? Sometimes you might get robbed or you get sick or when I say I I never got robbed, right? I shouldn't have said that. I'm not trying to scare people. But, you know, t- Tim Leppel made tough. a You're from Chicago. They yeah, know that. Totally. Tim made a good point. He's, you know, it's, it's, there's probably more crime in America than most other countries in the world. Not all. Not all. Right. Oh. You know, common sense goes a long way. Right. But, uh, you, you know, you, you're just as light. You're the, the, the area you're most likely to get injured is in a car accident in America, probably. Yeah. So, yeah. so that was probably the big one for me, Jason. But, um, yeah, as time, it's, go ahead. Well, Adam said the same thing, you know, and, and I could say the same thing for, for my life. And we all come from middle class American homes. And that's funny yeah. that we can all say we didn't know anyone who did it. You know, shouldn't it be? And we talk about the mindset shift. Shouldn't it be like we come from middle class American homes who can do it? Shouldn't we all be saying, yeah, my uncle did that. My, my mom did that. My brother did that, whatever it is. But all of us are sitting here saying the hardest part was you didn't know anyone who did it. So you were scared to do it because it was much different than the normal experience. Yeah. I, I, if I had to predict the future, a hundred years, let's just say this a hundred years ago, university education was very rare. Women just got the ability to vote in America a hundred years ago. I mean, that's how much has changed. You know, there was definitely no internet, obviously think about a hundred years from now. All right, pal. I love you. <laughs> I love it, yeah, a hundred years from now, we'll probably be colonizing Mars, right? Travel will be cheaper and easier for everyone, and probably everybody will go on long-term travel because it does. It, may, it makes no sense not to. I mean, there's going to be some sort of fossil fuel breakthrough. I'm I'm confident in the next hundred years, and just you'll be able to do it. It'll be part. It'll be oh, university education. Gap year. That's how you learn. You got to get a boots on the ground education. It's not just sitting behind the screen. It's not the same. You know, I mean, I, I love hate talking to you guys right now, but nothing beats sitting across from the table, having a cup of tea, having a beer and talking over stuff. And really, I mean, this is awesome, but it's not the same as being there. Yeah. And I'm some, I've heard it said many times, you know, if you want to be a writer or you want to create content in some way or whatever, sometimes it's just about, Hey, you have to go live and do some stuff and have some experiences and things to actually write about. And like you said, I mean, the genesis of boots and all came from your travels. And if you didn't give yourself that space to kind of process and come to that realization that like, Hey, I can do anything like that realization you had on the boat. It, all of this maybe probably wouldn't exist. Uh, you know, having that space is invaluable. Yeah. And, and that 
my moment there, I mean, everybody that's listening to this or in the chat room now, we all have that opportunity today. Yeah. It's really in your mind making the choice. Powerful. We can make excuses. Oh, I can't do it because this. And they're all valid. You can rationalize whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, you can win any argument with yourself. So. And that's, yeah. Cool. Sorry. <laughs> what, is, yeah. what is the most common objection that you hear quite often at Bootsnall? Money. Okay. Money. A lot of times it's money. Uh, and, you know, they, p- people just do not realize that it can actually be cheaper to go on a long-term trip. And it's an, it's also an investment in yourself. I think Adam made the point. This is, you know, can be a big, think of it as a big purchase in your life. Of course, you don't need to spend $50,000 on a trip like this. It could be, you know, you could go with, uh, was it Sean Ogle said he had $10,000 and he, and he went to, to Thailand and just figured it out. We actually met a guy yesterday or two days ago in Boulder. This is an amazing story. He said he went down, he got a one-way plane ticket because he actually took a break in college. He was going to college. He was like, this isn't working. Took a break, flew down to Guatemala, and he said he did nine months on $2,000. Now, that's crazy. But And then he went back and he finished his college degree, which is, you know, it doesn't have to be I'm running away from something. Doing something different. <laughs> totally, totally. Sorry, I kind of missed that one. Guys, uh, monkeying around on me. So, yeah, two thousand dollars for was it nine months? Nine mm-hmm. months in Guatemala. Yeah, yeah. Now, one of the things we used to hear on the Lonely Planet boards years ago, we don't visit them as much anymore because that was the place before you know social media, you know, and stuff like that. Was people kind of bragging about how cheap they do it? You know, you're getting to the point where people are living in underwear, eating baked beans, and drinking water out of the sewer to try to go, hey, man, I spent a hundred dollars this past month. I don't have <laughs> this is that travel street cred, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that that is awesome. And I don't I'm not judging anyone when it becomes a competition. I, I, I ask each person, do what's best for yourself. Yeah. There's no right or wrong way in my opinion, as long as you're respecting the locals, respecting yourself and respecting the cultures around you. But, you know, if you're sleeping on the corner in Brazil because you don't want to pay $5 for a hostel, you know, don't you want to give to the local economy? Part of it is contributing. You know, you heard what uh, Tim Leffel said about living in Mexico. They, you know, he's spending some money there. It's still less, but isn't that good for them? So they're adding more dollars into their economy because everything's got a yin and yang to it, right? What goes around comes around. So if you're abusing the system somewhere, someone else is paying for it. Might not be you, but someone is. <laughs> yeah, there definitely is. An, yeah. And from a business perspective, because you know you, you founded Boots and All, and that was in, in the late 90s, and you've seen it go through a lot of iterations and change and things like that. If someone is starting out, because a lot of people here are saying, yeah, I'm, I am buying into what they're doing. Like, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to start my own thing. Where do you see it going? And what type of advice can you give people? Because you have a pretty cool story about how Boots All started. So if maybe that ties into it too, of, of really just bootstrapping and doing what needed to be done to start it. Sure, sure. So I think, Trav, you might be alluding to the, the, the co-founder and I, Chris, who lives in Sydney now. He's still with the company. Uh, we did a paper route. So we got on a bicycle and delivered 300 newspapers every morning from 345 till 615. And then we worked six days a week. Now I was 24, 25, and I could live on 500 bucks a month back then. Uh, so that was an exciting time 
to do that. This was the dot-com boom day. So we could have gotten some money because if you had a pulse and an idea, someone would have given you a nickel. He actually said no, which turned out to be a good thing because we would have spent it and probably gone bankrupt like everybody else did. But, you know, for, you know, I don't know about advice today because I only have my experience, but from my experience and other entrepreneurs that I talk to, it's that it's having that iterative approach to your business, a continuous cycle of improvement, release, try, learn. If it's a failure, try again release something, get data, learn from it, try again. So this continuous cycle of improvement, maybe you want to check out something called the Agile Programming Manifesto. It's just a methodology for how to build things. Lean Startup, you saw there's a book out there. I'm sure you all know about it. It's just a methodology for thinking about how do I get something out there and try, just try. And the younger you are, it's almost it almost feels easier to do it when you're younger because doesn't matter as much. If you're 50 and you got, you know, $20,000 a month in expenses, it might feel like it's harder, but those can be changed too. So does that answer your question about advice? Just try, try something. Yeah. I just think it's an important point that you, so many people want to try and then they do, and then they think, oh, I should be successful with it. They, they set a time period on it. Oh, well in two months I should be making this. And I just think a lot of times people want to try and then they go quickly and then they give up very quickly because they expect to hit this level because they hear other people on the internet saying make $10,000 in your first two months and whatever. So I think it just sheds a light on how hard you have to work and and how much you have to put in to, to make it work. Some people are going to be successful quicker, but that doesn't mean that everyone is going to be that way. No, no, absolutely. Uh, I think Sean Ogle mentioned that this morning as well. And just, I think about, I didn't get my first paycheck until 2002. So three and a half years into it, I started paying myself 500 bucks a month. And I remember I was so excited. 500 bucks a month. Woo! I don't have to do the paper route. Yeah. <laughs> and then a year later, I moved it to 2000. And, and I was like, oh my God, I'm rich. I'm rich. $2,000 a month. I'm rich. And at that time, that was way more than I needed. And it felt really good. Of course, uh, no matter how little or how much you make, it's not how much you make. It's how much you keep. Right. So if you make a thousand dollars a month, try to keep two, three hundred extra and put it in the bank account for a rainy day fund. And obviously the paradise pack has a whole bunch of ways to help you figure out how to do that. But I mean, it does. Right. Get your booty over to Thailand or somewhere else where you can lower your cost of living, slow down and start trying some of these things. Give yourself more of a runway than two to three months. Yeah. Give yourself a year, two years, three years, four years. Exactly. Bigger picture thinking. It is. And, and Kaz, who's coming on, on next from uh, Why Travel Bug, they, in their book, they have a budget and they, they actually teach you, hey, if you want to travel when you're in debt, here's how to help us get out. Here's how to get out of it. If you want to budget when you're on the road, here's how to budget. So not something you really normally expect from a quote unquote travel book, which is really cool when we started digging into it because I didn't know that was even in there. And I do think some of that is based around giving yourself that runway. Don't set your expectations too high because you might not reach them. That doesn't mean you should fail. It means maybe you should change things around or maybe you're doing just fine and your expectations were too high. And if you are living in a place that's cheaper, yeah, you just have so much more freedom. Like I cannot tell, it's hard to even like tell people who haven't been to Thailand and those type of places how cheap it is because no one ever believes me. I'm like, yeah, we lived on a thousand dollars a month, me and Heather, and we lived well. No, no, that's hyperbole. You always... 
you're you're always making up stories. I'm like, well, maybe I am making up stories, but this is true. <laughs> totally, totally. The uh, one of the things that I, I someone uh, an entrepreneur told me maybe 15, 20 years ago, you know, shoot for the stars. Even if even if you don't make the stars, maybe you'll make the moon. You know, because like, it, you know, you have the big goals, and I will say the goals I started off with, many of them did not become realized, but. I saw other opportunities on the way. It's kind of like you need to open that first door to see the other doors. And that first door is maybe the most scary one, but it's actually not. It's actually, I think it's more scary to stay in that safe environment. In today's world, I think being safe is actually not as smart. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about freedom a lot. I think just taking back control. Like you said, it's not the amount, it's the amount you keep. I thought that was really cool. And I I guess it's just the freedom of knowing that eventually you can rely on yourself to provide for yourself and your family. And also the flexibility to do that from anywhere is is now easier than ever. I think with the, you know, internet connections are speeding up. You referred to this like weird network where you guys had to like, you know, switch on and off. I mean, I can't even imagine trying to start a business or a website, uh, right, you know, at that time. And right now is just so many third party tools. There's so many ways to do it. And it's just, I think about the education. And then once you get that freedom, it's just, it's so liberating. Like you said, it's not about the amount of money. Oftentimes it's just the idea that you own your time, which is the most valuable thing we have. It's the only thing you really can't buy more of a eh, Jason. Yeah. The- you cannot absolutely. buy more time. You can always probably earn more money, but you can't get more time. So, you know, the, the time I have with my children is, I, you know, so valuable. I just engage with them all the time because in a few years, they're probably not going to care that much about me. You know, right now I'm a God. Right. But, you know, in, in a few years, you know, Kai's going to probably, you know, be into, you know, his friends and stuff like that. It's the same yeah. sort of thing with yourself, giving yourself that same respect. So. Yeah, and it, and it is it goes back to that skill building. If you build skills, you can work for a company or you can work for yourself. I mean, you give yourself options and you take back you you take hold of what your life should be and that is what you want it to be versus hey, you know, this company's telling me I should do this or that and I just I, we've talked about skill building a lot, and that's what we're trying to give you in the Paradise Pack. Is like, if you want to write a book, this person's going to show you how to do it. If you want to freelance, this person's going to show you how to do it. If you want to family travel, Sean's going to show you how to do it. It's the more skills you build, the better your options are going to be, whether that's working for yourself or working for someone else. Totally, just going to unmute it there. Uh, Kai's yelling in the background, but um, uh, yeah, and sometimes trying a few different skill building exercises like this, you know you could figure out where you thrive. You might not even know until you start trying a few of them. And you may find a new skill that's a derivative of one of the skills that Sean or you guys are teaching or Brian Moran's teaching or Natalie Sassone or Tim teach. So it's just, it's the same idea. Learn one skill may lead to doors to other skills that are valuable and can be utilized to help other people and give yourself the freedom that and mastery and control, I think that we're all looking for. Definitely building blocks. And um, speaking of time being valuable, we want to respect yours because you've stayed way past uh, your schedule time here. And cool. I know you want to spend time with your kids, but uh, you know, I just say I can't thank you enough for being a part of the Paradise Pack. You guys getting behind it and everything you do at Boots and All, Air Tracks, and all the associated uh, ways that you have helped people travel the world long term. It's truly changing people's lives. 
It's changed mine. And I just really appreciate your work and for being a part of this. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Trav. Thank you guys for doing this all day. It's been fun to check in and hear from all these other awesome people too. I'm, uh, like I said, I'm honored and humbled to even be a part of this with you guys. And I just want to thank you guys for, for doing this. There's a lot of effort going behind the scenes to make this work the way it does. And, you know, with people like you and all totally. Totally. So, yeah. Thank you, Sean, so all much. Right. We really appreciate it. Thanks for bringing the whole Boots and All crew on. I know that was yeah. when we talked to you, you're like, oh, I got to talk to Adam about this. And then everyone got on board and then Sherry yeah. came on. It, totally. it just snowballed within an hour. And yeah. all of a sudden yeah. you're like, hey, we're going to put these three things in, which were exactly yeah. what we needed. And uh, we really appreciate totally. giving away the gift that Adam, uh, the airfare thing. And then, of course, you're in Sherry's um, projects that you put in with the family travel and the career break invaluable. Cause we didn't have anything about that in the paradise pack before. So we really appreciate it. Good. Thank you so much, Travis and Jason. I'll be uh, watching as the day goes on. I know hopefully you'll get a bathroom break at the end. <laughs> this guy must <laughs> at need the end. <laughs> now, now I have to hold it the whole you got, time. Yeah. You've gone this far, man. It's kind of like Sherry with her 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Thank All you right. so much, John. Really Thank appreciate you guys. it. Bye-bye. If you like this show, guys, and you want more Paradise Pack sessions, don't forget there's 10 more of those where this came from. So you can get them on iTunes. You can get them on Stitcher. However you're listening to this, you can find the other Paradise Pack session episodes. Listen to me and Jason get to interview and ask questions of some of the world's foremost experts. All of these people are contributors to this year's Paradise Pack. So if you haven't yet and you want to pick up your very own Paradise Pack, head to www.theparadisepack.com. And again, if you're listening on a phone and you're doing something where you can't go online right now, make sure to set an alarm because June 7th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time, the sale will end and you'll never be able to get it again. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Thank you for all the support for making us the number one rated travel podcast on iTunes. And as always, happy free travels. I'll